two on Friday, one of my favorite guests is Bill Warner, the brilliant retired professor from Tennessee State University, and there's nothing like calm and collected logic and evidence. Uh, and I like the way he approaches this, so Bill. You don't approach it in an emotional way. You approach it in a very calm, collected, uh, logical way to say you're not against Muslims. You're just against people with dislogic and lack of willingness to even re- read the Quran and its time sequence in plain English that explains exactly what it's all about. And I like how you've dissected it down to say there's no such thing. It's almost like, you know, there's different kinds of bacon. You get organic bacon, free-range bacon, whatever. It's all <laughs> just bacon. So Islam is just Islam. You know, whether it's a chameleon and some apologetic groups like uh, CARE want to say everything is a is an anti-Islamic move, including the latest lawsuits that are going to come after Trump's latest release of the travel ban. And all he's trying to do is vet these people so they don't come here and cause terrorism. And by the way, uh, they're vetting other people in other countries. So when they say they're not vetting uh, Muslims from Malaysia or Indonesia or Saudi Arabia, etc., uh, believe me, the vetting is increasing. It's not just for Islam. It's against MS-13, Russian drug cartels, George Soros drug cartels out of Yugoslavia. It's basically across the board, increased vetting to make sure dangerous people don't come here and decide to do unconstitutional things or think that uh, female genital mutilation, uh, Sharia law, or any other kind of hegemony of the drug cartels or selling body part organs, which, by the way, most people don't realize the sale of body organs is up there with the sale of drugs in terms of tr- of a trillion dollars a year worldwide business. It's not a minor business. So uh, I'm really proud of Trump, and I'm proud of the Supreme Court putting this off to October but I'd like to see uh, Justice Ginsburg recruit herself because she's got her mouth runs faster than her brain, obviously. So maybe she should should uh, step down from the Supreme Court because at 93, uh, she's been an activist judge for ages, trying to say that judges can overtake and 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 reach across the the, the divide of powers between the three branches of government: the executive, the uh, legislative, and the and the courts. And the courts, to me, activism courts means they, they should be removed from their office. It's disgusting. And uh, to- Americans shouldn't tolerate it, and other lawyers and judges shouldn't tolerate it. So to say we, all we have to do is appeal is ridiculous. Like I had a serious, nasty argument with Andrew Shatkin early last week. I want people to understand, people like Bill Warner, you need to go to his website. You need to buy his books. And if you're Muslim and you read these, You'll never be the same. If you're entertaining the idea that Islam is fine and everything's okay, you're a fool. And when you read this, you will no longer be a fool. So tell us all about it, Bill. What's the latest foolishness going on in Europe? Sweden committing geopolitical and, and, and immigration suicide. Angela Merkel still trying to defend her positions uh, as they move toward the uh, G, G8 uh, summits that are coming up. Uh, what do you think of all this stuff? What's going on? I didn't clean it. I didn't clean up my phones before I started. Ah, there you go. Uh, we know Theresa May is on her way out. Uh, you know she has zip personality. She did nothing in the Home Office to stop terrorists going back and forth, and her response uh, with Brexit is to try to. She was trying to get a kind of a mandate, but she didn't have a platform, and she had zip personality. And then this idiot uh, Corbyn, who's actually a, a affiliate of extreme Islam over there, and he's uh, he's very uh, I call it a mutant version of Santa Claus. I called Bernie Sanders who wants to give everything free. I'm thinking, I want to reduce the cost so it's, it's affordable for students to have home and food and go to college and not be in, saddled with debt. But there's nothing free. Somebody's going to pay for it somewhere. And, uh, you know, this guy Corbin is a nut. Again, another socialist nut, and socialism and communism have always destroyed nations. It doesn't work. 
By the way, speaking of socialism and communism, are you aware of what's going with our friends in Canada with the M103 motion? Yes, yeah, so I want you to expand on that because I uh, was born in Detroit but raised in Canada, and I hear about the snowboard prime minister Trudeau. This guy is a is a fool. He's marched not only with the gay and lesbian crowd, which is you know bad enough, but he literally on camera took the oath in a in a mosque in Montreal to be literally, and that's all you have to do to become a Muslim. Uh, and so he's, in a sense, a closet Muslim apologist at the very least, even if he doesn't attend a mosque. And he's now made it the law that if you criticize Muhammad and Islam, you're going to be fined and or go to the big house. You're going to jail. Well, you need, we, know, we, we need to know something here, that uh, already I've spoken with people who've served time in prison in Canada because of what they said, and I also helped advise a man who lost his trial in England who's now serving time in prison for simply expressing the fact that they didn't really care for the goals and ways that Islam does its business. So do not think that the future is what's going to contain persecution of people like you and me, speaking to Dr. Bill from one to one to another Dr. Bill, yeah. and that is, uh, it is now. So uh, now there's a motion yeah, but, in front of the uh, Canadian House that to quell the increasing climate of hate and fear. What I love about this now is, is they go further in the bill to say that they're going to basically make being afraid of Islam, even if you have a legitimate reason, being afraid of it is going to be against the law. And by the way, there's another side effect of this bill that is about Islamophobia. We need to give some thought as to what we're doing here, because what is the biggest Islamophobic thing you can do, Dr. Bill? Be an apostate of Islam, that is, to be a Muslim right. and leave it. There yeah, is no greater Islam, blasphemy. It's a, it's a death threat, isn't it? You're going to get a fatwa on your head. Well, the I, fatwa will be delivered by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police if this bill goes through. I don't think I don't think the RCMP are going to do it. Uh, I'll give you an example. A few years ago, when the, when the Conservatives were in power, they had this bill for over 10 years where they're trying to get people to register their guns. Now, I practice in both Nova Scotia and uh, Alberta and British Columbia, and I can tell you, Canadians are very much like Americans in some ways, but they're much more calm and quiet. Americans, if you harass us, we're going to come right in your face and yell at you right up to your nose. Now, Canadians, they just wouldn't register their guns. Eventually, they had to pull the law. This law won't stand. In fact, it's, I call it the blasting cap rule. Have you ever heard of the blasting cap rule? No. Nope. Bla- well, I started making, I, I'm, I'm kind of, a, a, kind of a, <laughs> a strange kid. I was making solid fuel rockets and welding them together at 10, 11, and 12, 13 years of age and making solid explosives. Now, we had to use toggles because we knew we'd blow our hands off and get second or third degree burns, so we actually went through a wall and had toggles to mix the stuff because it's so dangerous. Now, a blasting cap, if you put it on your hand and it blows up, uh, it can cause some burns and so on, but if you close your hands on it, it's going to blow your fingers off. And the problem is, people don't understand this, as you contain and you restrain people, even if they're kind of relatively passive, because Canadians, by the way, are... They're, they're more polite than anybody else on earth. They're too passive in some ways. But you push them too far, they're going to push back just as hard as any American. And I'm glad I, to hear this. And I want to, I'm going to tell you, I have Canadian friends up there, and they're communicating with me continuously. And so on. I guarantee it's going to blow up the blasting cap. Parliamentarians in the Canadian Parliament, and it's going to blow up this stupid Prime Minister. He's going to have to go back to snowboarding again. Well, you're about the most optimistic person I've talked to today. Because I've actually know people Canadians. Canadians are what, what happens with Americans. Let's put it this way: uh, if if I was a Canadian, 
I wouldn't tell you what I'm going to do to you, but I'd still shoot you if you came to my rural home and tried to hurt me and my family. Now, in America, if you call and tell my wife and my family, I'll threaten you back and get the local, my local techie guys to get your IP address and have the local authorities come to get you. And if you're coming, I'll fire a drone off my roof or I'll do something. And before I say hello, I'm going to blow your brains out or, or hit you with an armor-piercing weapon, okay, because I got them. Uh, Canadians are much more, how can I say this, uh, restrained. Uh, but their, their pushback is just as more or more violent than any American. The, uh, the uh, Highlander Division, for example, of the Canadian Armed Forces, is one of the most powerful armies in the world. And they went with the 82nd Airborne when they took over Moscow and, uh, and uh, St. Petersburg and handed it over to the Bolsheviks back in 1917. Canadians are not, not, not passive. They're just too damn polite. But politeness is going to go out the window here with these kind of laws. Canadians are catching on that their final steps of liberty, when you can't even criticize or even state the facts about what's going on, that's too far. And it's just like this law with gun registration. I don't think Canadians will put up with it. This is maybe a long, long fight for a couple of years in the courts, but I guarantee you that uh, Mr. Trudeau is going to have his tail between his legs and so are the parliamentarians that think they're going to they're literally tell people what to think in Canada one thing about Canadians, just like Americans, don't tell us what to think. Well, I, uh, I'd like, I'm always interested in what you think, but I sort of get my back up when you tell me that I have to think the same way you do. No, you don't. In fact, I tell well, you know what I tell people to do? I tell them to ask better questions, which is why brilliant people like you, I just say, read his books. He's actually got the timeline. You were so brilliant. You actually got the timeline and wrote in clear English, not just larger and smaller sections of the Hadith and the Quran. You wrote it in your book so that people can read it and say, now if you're a Muslim, read this, and you still can stomach Islam, there's something wrong with you. Well, I, one of the people that I have the most feeling for as courageous people are those who are apostates from Islam. Oh, of course. But there's, because there's two things you have to do to become an apostate of Islam. Number one is you, have to, you, you face the physical threat because the Sharia says that no man is to be persecuted for killing a... Pro killing an apostate. Right. But the other, th the other thing you have to do, Will, is this, is that Muslims sort of are much more of a crowd or a pack or a pod or a hive than we are. Right, right. So you're, you've, you're tied in very strongly you're to be, the Ummah, your community. You, you, yeah, you're going to be so shunned, the, in other words. It's like uh, being an ex-Mormon or an ex-cult member. Ah! I didn't get the what besides Mormon? Ex-Mormon. If you're an ex-Mormon, believe me, I have Mormon friends, and the ex-Mormons, man, they go through persecution just like you know, the uh, Ummah of the Muslims. There's really not a hell of a lot of difference. No, that's that's true. So anyway, for you to leave that, there is a, you, you really have to have a lot of black backbone and a lot of... Uh, oh, yeah, and you got to be willing, a lot of your relatives and a lot of your friends and a lot of your business partners are going to look at you like, even though I like you, I'm not allowed to talk to you because if I do, I'm going to hell too, or I'm going to get a fatwa put on my head or my other members... This is why the only way to de-radicalize Islam, and I mentioned this, is five-fingered process of, of metadata to put in civil detention anybody that violates these are not only traveling, but are citizens here, even first and second generation. We need to activate what we call a War Powers Act by Congress to say we're in an actual war with Islam. We need to start putting, not millions, but tens of thousands of Muslims into civil detention. And we don't need to have a 
specific prosecutorial final thing. It just means you hit a certain score, man, you're going to the house. We're not going to persecute you. You can still have your prayer mat and look toward the east and so on. But you're not going to get out in the community. You go on the Internet, and you're not going to own weapons, and you're not getting out of the place. You're going to stay there for the rest of the days that the war's on. If that's a century, tough. That's the way it is. We'll keep your bones in here. <laughs> Actually, I, I did a talk one time in which I said if Muslims were dimmies, because we, we have, is, does our audience know enough about a demi that I can use the no, word? No, they don't. They don't know what a demi is. Demis are why Turkey now is primarily Muslim, and the only Christian city that wasn't turned Muslim literally disappeared. But all of the cities of the, of the Revelation, Book of Revelation, are all now Muslim. They're not Christian cities anymore from the Book of Revelation. That should reveal something, shouldn't it? Uh, for those who are willing to learn lessons from the past, it would reveal a lot. Unfortunately, yeah. I find that very few people, you know. Sometimes I wonder, I do what I do. I, I have spent the morning replying to emails, being on Skype conferences to Europe with a group I have working with there. Right. There are days in which I feel really good about what I'm doing, and then there are other days in which I like, we've been talking about this, this, this much, and yet I can go to certain groups which should know a lot about the persecution of the Christian church, and I'm going to say Christian churches, since Nashville is so well known as a religious city, right. so-called Protestant Rome, buckle on the Bible belt, Although I've said this more than once, if, if Nashville, Tennessee is the buckle on the Bible belt, let me assure you that church's pants are down around its ankles. <laughs> you have good metaphors, too. Uh, you know, the, the important thing is, if the church really was God's bride, if it really acted what it believed in, if it really believed the Bible, it really believed the Judeo principles that are the basis of our Constitution, Islam would not be allowed to be here. Number two, well, if there were Muslims here, we would de-Islamify them to make sure that they put the Constitution first. I want a statement by every living Muslim in America, 10.7 million, have to sign a statement of fact under an oath and be monitored by metadata for years afterward to make sure they comply, that number one, this Constitution trumps the Sharia law, that they will not support honor killing or sexual genital mutilation or the persecution of women. And I don't want to, and if we have evidence of these things, these people need to be deported to their home country even if they're first or second generation. We need to stop tolerating this foolishness and this is why Germany is committing suicide and the small nation of Sweden is already dying, isn't it? There are some shopping centers that are now controlled by gangs that don't work. In fact, out of 160,000 people they've imported, only 500 of these immigrants to Sweden have jobs. Out of 165,000, only 500 have jobs. Isn't that crazy? Well, I'll give you another crazy. In Germany, they've had Turks living there for three generations, and only 20% of them have jobs. There are, parts, there are parts of Germany, by the way, which don't even have German street signs. They're all in Turkish. Right, and there's no-go zones all over France. You go to those areas where you used to be. Now, I've actually seen pictures along the main Rue de la whatever in Paris, where at certain times of the day, all you can see is a sea of asses in the air while they're praying. It's just, it's nuts. It's like, are you kidding? Are we on the dark side of, of common sense? Where, what are we doing? By the way, there are, let's, let's talk a little bit of difference here between the difference between religion and politics. Right. Some people would say, well, they're praying. It's a religious act. If you're dealing with an American, in particular an American Christian, they'd say, right. well, they have the right to pray. But here's the deal. Street prayer involves two things. The first one is the political action of commandeering the street. Right. The second is the actual religious act of praying. Right. But let's go back to the first act. If you and I take a group of people here in Nashville, Tennessee, and go out and start blockading the streets, 
we will soon get a visit from some men who have blue lights on their car and they will have no sense of humor. Yeah, but you know, I, I have a very simple solution to understand the logic of this. You know what it is? It's called the vowel change rule. You change the letter A to the letter E. So they believe in praying, but it's P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I knew your mind would get wrapped around this and say, man, this guy's almost as nuts as I am. <laughs> Well, because you know, it's only the people that think out of the box that actually face the truth of things, and it's only the people that have the truth that actually are real leaders. Everybody else is not a leader; they're leading over the cliff like the the the, the chief uh, we call uh, what do they call those lemmings? The you know the the top lemming jumping over the cliff first. It's like, excuse me, we're not we're not sheep going. Uh, we're sheepdogs. You and I are both sheepdogs. We know how to bark. We prevent the sheep from breaking a leg or falling over the cliff or letting the wolves eat them. And we have a crushing force who are big enough and bad enough to take the wolves and break their neck. And they don't like it. The wolves don't like us at all. And they think, well, maybe we're just sheep with wolf with uh, sheep dog uh, skins. No, we're sheep dogs. We're not sheep. And that's what really ticks off the globalists because they think, well, like in Canada, they can just tell the Canadians what to think. I mean, this is what I call I call the blasting cap rule. They're going to blow their fingers off. These politicians. To think that they're going to dictate to the thought patterns of people, this will make people think the opposite. It's like telling a kid, you you know, something that they don't want to do, and you keep telling them it over and over again, and you make sure a child who's slightly resistant to becoming really friggin' resistant. There's no way they're going to do it now. Right? By the way, have you ever met many politicians? Yeah, unfortunately. Do you find that they're a lot smarter than you are? I find they're as stupid as a bag of rocks. And if I ask well, do you them find questions, they have better morals than you do? They have the morals of a snake, a two-headed snake. If they won't bite with one head, they'll bite you with the other. <laughs> I'm always amazed when I deal with people who presume that the more political you are, the better it is, and the further you are away, that is, you may not trust your local mayor, but by the time you get to Washington, D.C., depending on which party you tend to vote with, you figure, well, they're geniuses and know everything. Having dealt with a lot of politicians, I find they're pretty ordinary people, which is not a slam against them. Well, it's just well, actually, who they are. They, they, uh, they did an IQ study at one of the universities, and I can't quote them, the university, but some years ago, about 10 years ago, and they found the IQ gap between the general public and their average IQ and the average IQ of the ruling class, the bureaucrats, and the politicians was 15 points. So we are superior intelligence as a group, not even talking about individuals like you and me that are obviously way above average, but the average population, just the average, is 15 points higher than their politicians or their sole bureaucratic leaders. That's scary, isn't it? It's like telling us, it's like what I call the monkey that has a slow-eating virus eating its cortex is heading all the other monkeys to go into war with the other monkeys so they'll all die. And it, this is kind of the craziness of what's going on in our world, is they don't seek solutions, they run from them. Well, solutions frequently require you to change the way that you're thinking and viewing world, the world, and that is not a pleasant process for most people. Well, what you do is you change not people's minds, you change their worldview. They have the right to change their mind, but you make them ask better questions, and they do it on their own. If they Questioning, your, question if they, asking is a fine art. It is, isn't it? If you read your
Welcome back. So, Bill, you know, when you mentioned about this uh, professor in California that lost his uh, teaching certificate and so on, it's like situations like my situation in the state of Colorado where the State Board of Medical Examiners acted unethically. This is the part of the falling. It's not the stopping. The stopping is when society gets to the point where it literally is ready to blow apart. And unfortunately, if we don't reconstruct society with the truth and wisdom, again, remember, the media are, in some ways, the operations of you and I and the media are much like the prophet-priests of the ancient world, which in ancient societies, we're not even talking about Christian, we're talking about ancient Egypt and Sumer, the societies that lasted longer than 200 years, the prophet-priest was always higher than the warrior king. And the reason the society knew, it would never survive unless it had wisdom. And wisdom is the repository of the elderly. That's people like you and me that have lived long, have high, high enough regard for the truth that we're willing to tell it, even putting ourselves in physical and emotional and interpersonal danger. And the fact other nation on earth, socialist, communist, whatever, all the power comes from the top down. And that's why America will never become a state of totalitarianism. They make it real close with the abominator, I call him the, like the terminator, I call him the abominator, but it's never going to happen. And uh, this is something that's really important is the older, the uh, millennials are now totally disgusted with the media, which is good. They're very distrustful of the alternative media, but they should wake up. And their universities are completely leftist. They're teaching them things which their parents pay $40,000 to put in room and board and send them to college, and they hate their parents, come back and think their parents are disgusting idiots. When in actual fact, the average American parent, their biggest problem is they're silent. I talk to lots of people in their middle years or their elderly years, and they won't confront young people. I love to go toe-to-toe. I dare people of all ages, I don't care if they're 10 or 70, to literally dare to bring ideas, and I'm, it's not that I don't want disagreement. I love disagreement, but I want evidence and logic. If you can prove with evidence and logic, like I had uh, Mike Hammond on from GOA, he proved an important point that I thought about filibustering. He actually showed me something that I didn't know. I thought, you know what, you made a point here, Mike, and he had a lot of wisdom. The guy's probably, what, in his 80s? He's a member of Gen- Gun Owners of America, and I want to learn. I don't care if you got grade three or five PhDs. What I see happening with the left they think you disagree with them, you deserve to be a punch in the face or shot. Disagreement is not that you're a disagreeable person, it's that you're evil. And that's a crazy philosophy that will eventually end in their own end, because if they want to get violent with the, with the right, it'll be a bloody revolution, and believe me, we'll be putting them down. And we don't want that. I don't want to see fellow Americans die because they're disagreeable idiots that don't want a dialogue. Dialogue works. Uh, discussion way, works. Can- I have many critics. <clears throat> I, I'm <clears throat> one of the ways I can pull rank on you is is I'm one of America's top ten racist, bigger hater of Islamophobes because the Southern Poverty Law Center says so. Oh my gosh, I love those qualifications. I wish I had them. Uh, See, maybe I mean, someday, I, maybe someday if I have you on enough, they'll actually put me beside you and say, you know, because you like Bill Warner, we're going to make you kind of like we won't give all his points. We'll give you a half a point or two points. Actually, this can happen. I was doing an interview with one guy who said that one of the things that the Southern Poverty Law Center described him, they mentioned they, they had me on his show. <laughs> That's funny. So, so, I try, I try, I mean, by the way, we're setting it up so you'll have not only uh, on our Deagle Network, which is launching in a few weeks' time, I'm actually going over a lot of stuff today on our new WordPress, you'll have podcasting, audio and video, you'll have the, your own simulcast, a live stream to live broadcasting a multiple platforms event, and I'm paying for all of it. All I want to do is just have a link back from, from your website to Neutral Medical. 
and we're moving forward as an army of truth tellers, and we are we are the media, not CNN or MSNBC, because the public can weigh and measure the truth. If they just read your books on the political state of Islam, it's not a religion. As, as Walid Shabbat says, who was a Palestinian terrorist and a Muslim, only 14% of Islam is actually, you can call a religion of some sorts. 86% is a geopolitical mind control system. It has very little to do with being, quote, a typical religion like Christianity or even Hinduism. It's craziness, isn't it? And the fact that they can take over a street and so on, as I say, they're not praying P-R-A-Y-I-N-G, they are P-R-E-Y-I-N-G. That's why everybody outside of them is considered a kafir, and they believe in Taqi and Maruna to lie to us right to our face, including King Salman of Saudi Arabia that they're going to do. They're going to be good now. Really? You're going to be good now. You're not going to pay for ISIS and your princes and your affiliate royalty in Saudi Arabia aren't going to support terrorism. I don't believe it. Are we, are we headed say, for a break here? Yes, we are. Liar, liar, when, what do they call that? Smock when we come fire. back, I want to tell you a story about Saudi Arabia, Osama bin Laden, and Falcons. Ah, very good. Nutramedical's New True Silver is a must for every family's medicine cabinet. 100% safe for children and adults. It protects and promotes health by completely removing stealth and major pathogens. Silver must be in its ionic state to activate and kill singlet oxygen, killing capacity for viruses, bacteria, and pathogens. It has a maximum punch because it is delivered in a liposomal enzymatic envelope and is hydrogenated. It's so safe that you can put drops in your eyes, inhale in your sinuses or lungs. Silver orally will clear pathogens from your GI tract, viruses, bacteria, and pathogens. It's thousands of times stronger than any nanoparticle or colloidal silver anywhere else. And every several atom is activated to kill pathogens and stimulate stem cells. Our customers tell us that if they wake up with a sore throat, take a few sprays of Nutrisilver in a few minutes, they are already feeling better. Nutrisilver is truly amazing. Try it and you'll see the results for yourself. Dosages are small because of Nutramedical's advanced technology, topical or internal applications. Order at Nutrisilver today at, with free shipping at Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, N-U-T-R-I-M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com, or 888-212-8871. That's 888-212-8871. Are you tired of running to your doctor for medical tests like iron levels and bone density? How would you like to have the access to your own diagnostics? This simple interpretive test can give you results in just a few minutes right in your own computer. Find out if you have high cholesterol, uh, vis viscous blood, abnormal blood sugar, developing eye problems, dropping hormone levels, and normal organ function. Dr. Bill's QRMA uses the magnetic fields of your body and harmonic frequencies to predict functional abnormalities and deficiencies. The QRMA, or Quantitative Resident Magnetic Test, is quick, non-invasive, and simple to use. Colorful display reads off mild, moderate, or severe deviations on normal standards. Why is Dr. Bill's QRMA so predictively accurate? It compares it to a massive database. And you can send the results for Dr. Bill to do an interpretation as all analyses for you and your family are totally included in the cost of the machine. You can purchase the QRMA now at an amazing sale price with payments spread over six months. The QRMA is quick and safe. Go to Nutramedical.com, that's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, or 888-212-8871, that's 888-212-8871. Nutramedical's Vitamineral Mix. 
Finally, a high-quality bioactivated multivitamin and mineral drink that tastes fruity, delicious for the whole family. Nutramedical's Vitamineral Mix will deliver activated nutrients to your cells, jumping genetic toxic blockades to fully activation. Powered not by in any other multivitamin mineral supplement, every metabolically converted vitamin and biobion chelated mineral jumps across the cell membranes to full activation. Energy, detoxification, regeneration, and hormones, and peak performance will be yours and your children's. Stimulate your maximum potential and live to the full for your whole family with Vitamineral Mix. That's V-I-T-A-M-I-N-E-R-A-L-M-I-X at Nutramedical.com, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, 888-212-8871. That's uh, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com, or 888-212-8871. Vitamineral Mix for maximum activation of the best money mineral for your family. Interesting story you want to say about Saudi Arabia. Uh, please yes. get into this. Okay, go ahead. Well, I, the best thing about what I do is I get to talk to very interesting people. And one of the interesting people I got to talk with was a falconer. You know, the sport of hunting with falcons? Yeah, falconer, over, which is a sport in Saudi Arabia, right? In the Middle East. Right. As a matter of fact, they're real big in Saudi Arabia. And due to his business with falcons, he got to know this that the Saudis have always had hunting camps in the desert. Right. And once a year, a, a man with the uh, name of Osama bin Laden would show up to spend nearly a month at these falcon hunting camps. Right. Now, these are the same Saudis hunting falcons, uh, using falcons to hunt with Osama bin Laden, who are our best friends. And right. we're hunting all over for Osama bin Laden, and yet he's in Saudi Arabia in a hunting camp. Funny this skipped the knowledge of everybody. They, right. I guess they, just, they guess they meant to mention it to us and just forgot. Right. Yeah, it's not true. Of course, by the way, Saudi Arabia, Osama bin Laden died, I think, in 2002, I think it was, of renal failure. He actually was in a hospital in August of 2001, and uh, I think it was Bahrain or one of the, uh, or Qatar, in an American hospital where he was on a renal floor getting dialysis. And by the way, dialysis machines don't work very well in caves. So the idea he could mastermind the destruction of the World Trade Center towers. So I had a gentleman who was supposed I said, so that's number one. The other one, you're a 9-11 denier. I said, denier? I don't deny 9-11 happened. I happen to have information. I had a, I had a Finnish munitions expert in 1998 actually did a, 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 a offering to the Port Authority of New York and Silverstein to demolish the World Trade Center towers, which are sick buildings, already assessed with their asbestos and sick building air. And it was going to cost $2 billion per floor to fix it, so they said, we'll just double insure it. And they did so the Blackstone Group. The money they got from the double insurance, by the way, built the area complex in Las Vegas. That was owned by the same bunch of maniacs and the Port Authority in New York. And so I said, I have the actual geological analysis of the radioisotopes from the U.S. Geological Survey, and I have a background in nuclear physics and analyzed it. And I said, I can tell you that the World Trade Center Towers was brought down because 40% of the debris was not even in the pile. It was turned to an atomic vapor because it's paramagnetic. Now, I never got to say this to this character because he cut me right off. 
He didn't want to hear that 9-11 was an inside job and that there was not 30,000 dead but only 3,000. But since then, 75,000 have died from the toxic pollution in South Manhattan. We have another third of a million dying right now. I take care of them. I'm actually their doctor taking care of firefighters and fire chiefs and other people that are out of state that get rescue worker exposure to the toxic heavy metals, radioisotopes and dioxins and dibenzofuran. So the problem is on the ground facts, which I have, are not open to anybody's GD opinion. And I get very angry about this when I have facts on the ground where I've actually gone through hell and are currently taking care of people dying that they want to think there's an alternative viewpoint. Now, this guy's obviously not a conservative, but he didn't want to dialogue on air about cyber hacking when, in fact, cyber hacking is a, a good example of the intel, the deep state, trying to take over the world, and their dark alliance with Islam is just useful, just like the third letter of, of Albert Pike, which is they're going to make a dark alliance and eventually there'll be a crusade in both the Crusaders, us, and the Muslims will destroy each other, and the residing, persisting religion after that will be Satanism. They've actually said this 150 years ago with the Albert Pike's letter. People don't get it. They don't get it that the globalists are moving toward a satanic overlord system where the geopolitical and financial systems of the world be controlled by cashless systems by these evil bankers, and that Islam is just a useful tool. And the Muslims don't get it either. They're stupid. They don't understand eventually... Once they anger the West enough in Israel, they're going to get nuked. They don't get it, do they? No. You know, the thing that also I see that people don't get, people who are rich and famous and good-looking, they figure they're smarter than us. You've stated a principle of news, which if I were in the news business, I would always encourage as many dis, dis, uh, disagreeing voices as I possibly could. Oh, I'd love to get disagreeing voices. I beg, I get on my hands, knees, and my nose on the floor begging my audience or even alternative people to come in and disagree with me. In fact, I say on the air, ask me any question, any sphere of influence of anything on earth, and I will give you an answer or framework and logic to find the answer. But they don't. And you know why? And this is the reason why the church is dead in the water. That's why, as Jesus said, because you are neither hot nor cold, I will spew you out of my mouth. There's a lot of spewing going to go on. And the church is starting to wake up. We have Mark Taylor and Mary Colbert on. The church is starting to wake up because they're starting to realize if we don't take action, if we don't become the salt and light, if we don't return to the Constitution, if we don't face the music about the Hadith uh, and the Quran and the lies of being treated like Kafirs of the, of the, uh, by the Muslims and by the globalists. The globalists treat us the same way as the Muslims. We're to them, you know, satanic kafirs. I mean, we're geopolitical kafirs because we don't want to bind to their lie that carbon is a danger gas, and by having too many people, we're killing the planet and Mother Gaia. It's so sickening, it makes me angry that young people won't even challenge or dare or older people who think they know better than Dr. Deagle. I dare you. Come to my cage match. I'm going to, make, I'm going to leave a mark. I'm going to hurt you so bad, you will not even conceive of the intellectual pain you're going to suffer as I literally dissemble you with my intellectual scalpels and lasers without anesthetic. And it's not because anyway. I'm cruel. It's not because I'm cruel. It's because I care. Because if we don't have, if we don't engage evil, which you've done, if we don't engage the idea that they talk about Islam being a religion when it's just a political and a mind control system, we're all going to die in a thermonuclear war, and the whole planet's going to be consumed and become a dead cinder around a yellow dwarf star. And by the way, you've touched on one of my favorite subjects, which is the corruption of the church. Right. And I'm talking about the. Here in Nashville, Tennessee, you can meet many Christians, and they're almost uniformly nice. They make right. a fabulous neighbor, but they don't have any backbone. Yeah, yeah. The church, Christianity helped to create this nation, and they created a Christian-based civilization. 
Right. But now then that the civilization is under attack, the churches have no intent to defend it. Well, I call the evangelicals like evil jellyfish. How's that? Evil jellyfish. <laughs> now, by the way, I always put in this... <laughs> you like I that? I, I like to use these terms to get through to people. And at least if I make them angry, I want them to defend their position. Okay, you're at the checkout. Some woman brings up the point that she's her daughter's going to have an abortion. Why don't you open your yap? Okay, or they think it's not a constitutional right to have health care, but yet we have MTALA laws. We don't shove people outside the emergency room doors and let them die on a gurney. I've had morons try to argue with me about health care not being a right. When Congress started over 100 years ago passing the Veterans Health Law, and in 1987, the nurses told me when I arrived in Georgia to work at the trauma and burn unit in the emergency department and have my own private practice in Augusta, Georgia, they said, hey, it's a good thing you arrived now because three months ago we'd shoved dead people that don't have insurance outside the emergency room doors to bleed to death or die of a hemorrhagic and suffocate. Damn it. You know, and they want me to be a co-conspirator of murder? Damn it, No. So when you say that Americans don't have a right, or anybody visiting or have a right to health care, it's sickening. They're all debt. The problem is, can we set up a system that could be affordable, preventive, and actually intervene in people and not give them toxic fall drugs from what I call the pharma, the harmacy. Not pharmacy, H-A-R-M, because 90% of drugs are inappropriately used by doctors. Many procedures are done because they're expensive and can make a lot of money. They can buy a bigger boat, and they don't want preventive care or preventive medicine or genetic medicine or anything dealing with functional medicine which would make anybody a plastic surgeon, obstetrician, pediatrician better. They now know, for example, when you give all these vaccines to kids in Texas, they have five times the rate of asthma and autoimmune disease and juvenile rheumatoid arthritis as the kids with the same genetics across the border in Mexico that eat dirt. So maybe eating dirt is better than vaccines, but guess what? We're not going to have that in, in America with a step-down system like Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas, just like these Muslims, want to treat us like Kafirs because we don't know because their God, the moon war God of Mecca, Medina, knows better than the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's not the same God. Get it? It's sickening, isn't it? By the way, I think that there is, I'm, this is going to be a half a joke. I think there's a business to be made where selling uh, people who lead too sterile a life organic dirt that their kids can eat so they'll have a stronger immune system. Exactly. In fact, one of our products is called uh, immune, uh, it's called Nutri-Immune 26Y, and it's basically chickens that eat incense dirt or bacteria and other pathogens, and they transfer their immunity with the immunoglobulin uh, IgA and IgG and transfer factors to humans, so you can fight herpes virus, so you don't get Bell's palsy or die of a, of a uh, uh, Proteus mirabilis or strep pneumonia infection. This product will lower your cytokine levels, is causing heart disease and all kinds of other things, and basically, in the sense, you're getting the immunoglobulins because those chickens eat dirt. Well, I was raised on a farm, and let me tell you, if you're raised on a farm, you eat a lot of dirt. Right. Dirt's good. And I have a very powerful immune system. Yeah, they did did an experiment with animals. If the animal doesn't get the colostrum from the mom or doesn't eat, you know, dirt, basically, which is why I tell you I only eat uh, free-range animals. If they're not free-range chickens or whatever, it's evil to eat them because it's going to kill your body. You're going to get anti-tissue antibodies, stealth pathogens, all kinds of crap in your body because you misabuse these animals which have high stress hormones, high pathogen load, no immune system, and you think that eating their flesh is going to make you healthy? You're a fool. Have you ever been in one of those chicken farms? Yeah, and I've seen it. It's, disgu- it's disgusting. It's, it's evil. Your eyes will bleed from the ammonia content of the air. Right. And, and when you see the way these animals are breeding, you know, I'm an empath, okay? And when I go into places like that, like if I walk past my, my plants, the body says, what are we? 
And my little dog, Max, you know, he knows, like, hey, you're my butt, aren't you? He looks at me like, what, put water in my dish. And he's going to block me walking around. I said, okay, okay, i got to put water in your dish, right? He doesn't have to go wop, wop, wop and bark. He just telepathically talks to me. When you walk into one of these places, you can feel a sense of hopelessness and death of these animals. It's disgusting. Well, as a guy who grew up on a farm, and by the way, uh, I've considered raising chickens here in Nashville, which you can do. You can have, I think, six hens. Right. Uh, they're very, they're very social creatures who are fun to watch go about their daily life. But when you're in a chicken factory farm, you don't see chickens going about what I would call a real life. Right. Oh, and, and by you, the way, did we mention yeah. the, the antibiotics that are drip-fed into the water? You're talking about the water of, of all the cities, you mean? I know the water that's in, used in these chicken farms. Oh, of course, and that's how it develops resistant pathogens, and that's how the resistant pathogens get into the flesh and then kill you. Most people don't realize, here, I'm going to say a few facts you probably aren't aware of, and really 99.99% of the doctors, you know that every autoimmune disease is related to small bowel overgrowth and leaky gut syndrome caused by dysbiogenesis. Do you know that every cancer has stealth pathogens growing in the cancer, up to four or five different pathogens from virus to bacteria to nanobacteria to fungi? You know every cancer has pathogens growing in it? Many of them actually transferred from your food or vaccines you had. You know, Cornell University, seven years ago, they published that 28% of people that have dementia, when they actually grow the cultures of their brain tissue, 28% have viruses that came from their childhood vaccines growing in their brains. What? Yeah. And, and all of the cancers, people say, well, I got cancer. They all have toxins in the, in the cancer. If you do a high-pressure chromatography or spectroscopy of the toxins, say, from a cyst in a woman who's got breast cancer, She's got up to 2,000 times higher concentration even in her blood of toxic cancer-inducing chemicals, including photoactivated chemicals would be her medical drugs that when they hit by ultraviolet light get photoactivated and are carcinogenic. Just like they proved that Roundup is now accepted in California as a carcinogen and that every cancer grows stealth pathogens. So when you take our antipathogenics like neutriodine, allicin med, and neutral silver, you're killing off pathogens that are growing in your cancer, whether it's a basal cell carcinoma in your nose or lung cancer. It doesn't just happen that the cells get stressed out by cigarettes. The cell stress cells get infected, and the infected causes genetic changes, and the cells try to survive. It's called survival mechanisms. Cancer cells are not weak cells. They're like a prepper that's been aggravated that's a billionaire with an IQ of 200, and they keep getting aggravated by the government until they send off drones to try to kill the federal government, and they succeed. So what a cancer cell is, not a weak cell. It's a super strong cell. It's really ticked. It's a ticked cell. How's that? And they're okay. often growing stealth pathogens. People don't understand this. Every cancer in your body, and I know because I do the immunotoxicology, I've been doing this for four decades plus, I can send off somebody's test that's got cancer to immunosciences to do a screen for their viral antibodies, and on average they have five pathogens growing in their body. Some remote and some current, including if you measure IFN gamma, you can show that every cancer has a stealth pathogen. Do you think the regular medical profession knows this? Of course not. Do you think they approach it as a genetic change of up to 200 genes, which I supported Dr. Brzezinski and Dr. Eisels in, in, in Santa Barbara, Dr. Brzezinski in Houston for the last 25 years, including financially supporting his lawsuit against the Texas State Medical Board. Now they're finally doing studies. But they don't want it because it's a big industry. And to be honest with you, the federal government, they don't want life extension technology. They want transhumanism. They want you to die quick or go to a nursing home or become useless. And then when you do go there, if they have national health care like like Pocahontas wants, like in Canada, they'll give you a morphine and kill you. They're doing it in Holland. People say, 
Well, if you've got dementia and you're in an extended care facility, they're just going to give you enough to make it easy to die. Rather than fixing your dementia, which I can do, right, and getting rid of the stealth pathogens, regrowing your myelin sheath so you actually have saltatory nerve conduction to your frontal lobes and so on, they kill you. Now, people think this is not a side. This is a side effect. No, it's a side effect of a bad geopolitical system. The reason why healthcare is going down the toilet is we're moving towards social communism and top-down control where you don't have rights as an individual, you don't have autonomy, you can't even have your own guns, and you can't even have an opinion like in Canada. Don't they realize it's tied directly to death panels like Obamacare and, you know, Easy, Easy Kill Emanuel, I call them? Easy Kill Emanuel that designed this? We call them Easy Kill. Do you like that? I like that. Easy By the way, have you Emmanuel. covered on your show any at all uh, Wild Bill getting stopped at the Canadian border near Calgary? You familiar with this story? No, tell me about the story. There's a guy, he was a uh, U.S. Deputy Marshal uh, for 20 years, and he has a he has some videos I ran into him called Wild Bill for America. Right. <clears throat> he was trying to get into Canada <clears throat> to give a talk in Calgary, right. and he was going to talk about uh, Sharia law and women. Well, oh, really? for some reason, they went through his briefcase, and they found the iPad and turned it on, and there were the notes for his lecture. His notes on his iPad and his suitcase for a lecture he was going to give in Calgary. He was going to talk about women in his Sharia and free speech. Wow. They detained him for seven and a half hours and said, we're giving you the professional courtesy of not handcuffing you because you were a former law officer. They confiscated his iPad, sent it to, Cal sent it to Ottawa for forensic testing, and said that he would probably receive a, a tax bill for trying to smuggle goods into, into Canada. Now, what was he trying to smuggle? Some notes on an iPad written to himself so he could give a talk. Wow. They, they, after seven and a half hours, they confiscated the iPad and kicked him back to America. Well, the Banana Republic of Canada, I don't think they grow bananas there, but it's the Banana Republic. How's that?
welcome back. And of course, the Nutramedical Seven for Heaven sale is on. We have, the, by the way, there's no price for the truth. The truth is is priceless. That's why we can't put a price on it, can we? And I tell people go to politicalislam.com if you want to get wise. And again, remember the wise control the future. The future is controlled by wisdom. And no matter how much there's a shakeout, like uh, this professor losing his job in California, or this Canadian uh, Wild Bill getting his laptop seized last week in Canada because he wanted to deliver a lecture about Sharia law and women, and being seized by the uh, Canadian government in Calgary. What you have to understand is that these are just the processes uh, that's happening while the fall is occurring. When it finally strikes, when they, as they say, if you're a parachutist and your and your parachute tangles up and you hit the ground, it's not the falling that hurts; it's the stopping. Our society is close to the stopping point, isn't it? Well, I would hope we are, because uh, let's put it this way: I'm close to the stopping point. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think our tolerance has to be less and less. We need to take actions. For example, we've been pushing for Kate's Law and the law to get rid of the sanctuary cities. I've been pushing for points on vetting, and I've been repeating it almost every show for the past six months since Trump got into power. And guess what? Every single point that I recommended for vetting was five different things. And the five are, number one, travel plans, uh, social media, bank accounts, statements and affiliates with any friends, relatives, whatever should make an overall score and if your score is too high you're going to go to civil detention. Trump needs to start doing this. He needs to clean house from all the people that are inside the bureaucratic or the leakers in the government, people like Susan Rice and uh, and uh, former Attorney General uh, Lynch. And that's a funny name, she's got Lynch. All right, She's going to be lynched, all right. These <coughs> people need to go to prison. What the hell? Uh, you know, if we and we're not talking about you know hanging them or shooting them or whatever. We're talking about send them to prison for good, okay? And this will send a message to the deep state: you mess with us, including George Soros. Why is he still breathing our oxygen in upstate New York? Why is he still funding orange revolutions in Europe? Why is the man still walking around causing trouble? Why is Obama with Valerie Jarrett sitting there in a building two miles from the White House with a new wall around it? planning a coup and literally doing work with the deep state to try to destroy the Trump presidency and the agenda, which is putting all of us in danger, because if the U.S. government is not able to do its job, that means the country can fly apart, whether it's health care or international protection from incoming missiles or bad trade deals. It's just insane, isn't it? It's like the left and the globalists and the Satanists would rather have Trump fail and the country fail that actually have have anybody succeed, whether it's Trump or anybody else. It's mind-numbing. And the idea we accept Islam as a religion is disgusting, isn't it? Well, it shows a lack of analysis and understanding. It also shows a lack that, you know, when in society there are supposed to be people who take care of business you can't take care of yourself. Right. I give you road building. I give you security and, and protection. But the church has its own thing that it should be doing. If the churches would do their work, we wouldn't be having a problem with Islam. Well, churches are more interested in thick carpet to make you dizzy and sermons to make you tingle than actually taking action that makes us. And as I say, some people are rapping on the door that they think is the door of heaven, but actually their knuckles are on fire because it's the gates of hell. Wake up, church. Wake up, Americans. We are the only country on earth where the power of the government comes from the people. No other country on earth does that. Not Canada, not Britain, not New Zealand, 
They all have a top-down control where the government thinks that they are always smarter, always better in deciding our fate, and that's not okay. And if we can do anything, we can teach these other countries to become constitutional republics based on Judeo-Christian principles, not on Islamic law or global agnosticism or Satanism. Praise the Most High God and praise what you're doing. PoliticalIslam.com, get the books. It's required reading if you listen to the show. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah, doctor. Nutramedicals Power C Plus is the greatest important breakthrough in vitamin C technology since Linus Pauling. It is the only neutral pH vitamin C in the world as a calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium, ascorbate salt with bioperin, a black pepper extract, to increase absorption by 40%. When you take Power C Plus, it helps to alkalinize all the cells of your body instantly, raise the oxygen level and energetic level of cells, suppress cancer and inflammation in your body, and help you fight infections. Power C Plus also helps to build up the collagen in your body, hyaluronic acid in your joints, and the glycosaminoglycans in your joints, as well as to improve healing of any tissue in your body. Power C Plus is very unique at Nutramedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com where you can order. Or 888-212-8871. That's Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I-Medical.com. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. The opinions expressed on this radio station, its programs, and its website by the hosts, guests, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. They do not necessarily represent the opinions of Revolution Radio and FreedomSlips.com, its staff, or affiliates. You're listening to Revolution Radio, FreedomSlips.com, 100% listener-supported radio, and now we return you to your host. Your host. 